Hello, 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 and welcome to this week's episode of the Imaginary Movie Podcast, a podcast where uh, we watch a movie and then we talk about it. My name's David, and what's that over there? Uh, is it a bird? Is it a plane? Oh no, it's BDSM Batman. Uh, he's here to recite <laughs> Bible verses, self-flagellate and wank off in a corner. What the fuck's happening? That is a wonderful sentence. Well done, Dave. <laughs> Clip that. <laughs> you can play that at my funeral. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, my name's Salmon. Roseline. Bloodline. Northern Line. What's my line? I'm going to need a line to get through this fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> oh my God. Um, Questions on I'm Ross. I'm Ross. The hair on Tom Hanks. <laughs> It beggars fucking belief. <laughs> what Let's, is that? It's almost the worst thing about this film, except the rest of the movie, which we can get into. <laughs> except, except everything, everything about this movie is, is the worst part of it. This, this is in the top 100 things that are terrible about this movie. Let's, let's for a second, we'll introduce the movie in a minute if our interest haven't given it away, or I'd guess the episode title. They, 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 uh, they're <laughs> always in the episode title. In fact, we always do this. Anyway, the hair, the hair, the hair. I love I love talking about stupid hair in movies. This is some fucking Nicolas Cage standard of like, is it a piece? If it was a piece, why is it so far back on his head? Why is it so tall? In two thousand and six, do you know what it reminds me of? Do you know like that like traditional Dracula movie, you know, like the black and white, and the hair is like shaped like a hairline, <laughs> yeah. but like Bram Stoker. That's what it reminds me of. Tom Hanks yeah, there reminds me of you. like nineteen fifties Dracula, and it's because it's like it's just so not Tom Hanks's hair. We know we know what Tom Hanks looks like. We know that he's you know he's not like Forrest Gump flat top every time. But we, it's it just it's so unnecessary. Yeah, it's so incongruous to the rest of like the it's Tom a Hanks really weird cinematic universe as well. Like, I don't understand. It's a it's a hair. It's hair in a movie that really means you can't ever wear a disguise and i don't mean that like obviously there's no disguises in this movie because we're not really solving a mystery we're doing word association and fucking wanking off in corners as i mentioned um like so but it really stops you tom hanks who's wanted across europe by interpol wearing a hat like that's a great way to not be recognized by all the facial recognition software is just wear a hat but no no because his hair's four feet tall he can't even walk through a doorway without crouching <laughs> like anyway i think we should as you mean to go on yeah let's this let, week yeah we watched <laughs> the da vinci code from 2006 <laughs> I, I, which I, and i'm gonna say it right off the top and we do this every time this is one of the worst movies i've ever seen <laughs> It is. I think. I think this month. <laughs> no, I. I really do mean like even outside of the podcast. This is one of the worst pieces of shit movies. I would. I would not have sat through this if it wasn't for the right. Podcast. Let's start off the bat then. Right, start off the bat. Our number one cinema sin, if you will, is what. Be boring. Be boring. So, <laughs> I. I. I don't know if this is like. I don't know if this is boring i'm not sure it quite suffers the you know you're watching it and it's not good but it's also kind of like baffling in a way that's almost you you can't not look at it you can't be you can't not be kind of interested in even the contortions that they're going through to make this make sense so i don't know if it's boring but it's maybe just like incomprehensible 
Like is that the is that the problem? It just doesn't it just doesn't make sense. And you're left you're left going, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, there's so many points in this movie where you just go, and and in real life someone would go, okay, you've lost me. <laughs> just go back. Just no, it's okay. I, I I'm I'm I, yeah no I'm I am interested. No, can't just just go back one step. So there's a V in the in Da Vinci's painting, and V means a woman, and that's supposed to be Mary. V is also the first letter for vagina, so it means <laughs> woman. V, Venus. <laughs> Literally, almost a line from this movie. Uh, 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 v for vagina. There's just so it's it's just it's just all it's just all of these moments in this movie where you just think, like number one, nobody would do that. Number two, nobody would make that leap and yet the entire movie is like expecting you to suspend your disbelief in a way that I just think is totally unreasonable it's totally unreasonable and that's never mind the craziness of it all just on that basis I think it's troubling it feels like just the most boring and inane episode of the Twilight Zone that that never got made it was like what if Jesus fucked eh? <laughs> right and you're like okay and it's, it's it's not even that Ross it's it's like the most boring version of that because I really do think that like on the face of it we'll have a plot summary in a couple of minutes but I really want to get this out on the <laughs> face of it this this is a movie this is a movie about about like shaking the very foundations of the Christian faith right there's a movie. There's there, there's a, there's a story in there. There's a movie to be had. You've got Templars, like you, one of you mentioned, Assassin's Creed when we were on, on our text. Yeah. Like, and that's a great pull. Like, there's a lot of that DNA in this in this movie, and came out about the same time because it was popular in the sort of like the the, uh, the cultural mm. zeitgeist of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but the whole movie swings on that. Like, well, what if there was something that's gonna like, um, you know. Uh, shake the very foundation of the Christian faith in 2006 and that's an important caveat we'll swing back oh, to oh I've got so much um, to say about this and then oh, and dear. then like you said Ross so. the big revelation is that Jesus fucked like <laughs> fine um, whatever and then the revelation then it's like what? then what's everyone worried about this becomes a fucking like uh, you know a Yahoo article that no one reads like it's such non-news even in 2006 that like, oh my god, the Christian faith is going to be rocked to its very foundation. This is something we have to stop. And it's like, what? Is it? <laughs> is it though? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. It's also, I think, right, so what? what right, I'll do a plot summary because it, it's quite hard to just tackle this film. Where, where do we go? So in The Da Vinci Code, a murder inside the Louvre and clues in Da Vinci's paintings lead to the discovery of a religious mystery protected by a secret society for 2,000 years which, as you say, Dave, could shake the foundations of Christianity somehow. Like, so which would matter because reasons. <laughs> because <laughs> nobody's really clear. And at the end of the movie, let's skip forward and the spoilers for this crap movie that you shouldn't watch. But it turns out that uh, the woman who coincidentally has been going along this whole thing is oh, the heir of oh. Christ. And 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 the the, the movie the movie's response to this is. Well, I wonder what happens next. <laughs> there's not. Well, she's not. She's out of the movie. Great. There's not a point where they go. We're we're actually like, if we move this forward way, way 
towards the middle of the film and she's outed as as uh, the heir of the literal heir of Jesus Christ I would love to see descendant of literal God yeah, I would love to see what happens to the world when that number one it's a woman number two that, and they say this oh we can't prove it and you're like well great so you're just a bunch of fucking psychos then no one's gonna <laughs> listen to you even if you do try but but they tease all these great questions and maybe it's in the sequel I and if you're listening to this and you're going well actually fuck you I do not care I will not watch the second one and I'm not interested in finding out anything more well Give, confusing I do want to can, I, I do want to talk about go on, Ross respond before, before you change it, because yeah find out she is the descendant of God but the the, the other big thing, just throwing Sorry. away that sentence. <laughs> but that's what the movie does. Is like, well, we're not interested in that anyway. Yeah. Dear Dad, and I mean literal Daddy. No, um, calling God Daddy. Mm. <clears throat> Hot new new daddy, pink unlocked. I've no. sinned. <laughs> stop. stop. <laughs> okay, no, we're gonna get letters. Um, oh, our Daddy, who art in heaven. <laughs> Whatever you do, don't say the next two lines. <laughs> Think them in your head. <laughs> don't say them. <laughs> what amazing! Amazing. At the end of the movie, <laughs> she's the son of daughter of God. Sorry, force of habit. And um, but 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 she's also like she has spent all this time becoming. A police officer, you know, she's rise through the ranks. She has a career, and all of that is like you may be a daughter of some doll who got knocked up thousands of years ago. Well, I better see how this goes and just dump my career. I know. I'm staying with these guys now. See you later. Like, Do you not think that she's already set fire to her career by like smuggling this wanted murderer out of Paris? Well, he was exonerated, wasn't he? Like they, yeah, were, but, they were right. So let's start. Let's start at the beginning then. Let's 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 go through this. And can we can we before we before we start at the beginning? I do just want to briefly mention that this is based on a book, which I don't think I, I've oh. not read. I think Joe's read I it, have. bizarrely. I have. <laughs> I have. Oh, 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 no, this is surprise left field. Right, go, Ross. What's the book like? <laughs> Fucking hell. Sam, I didn't see you there with your glasses and beard. <laughs> in case it's not clear, I'm calling Dave Sam with the fucking condescension. Ross, you've oh, read about Ross. four books in your life. Sit down. Wait, what? what? Five. <laughs> 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 right, four to four books and one paper thing. Um, yeah, what 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 would what would you like to know? No, no, we don't, we don't, we don't. Did you enjoy the book, Ross? Was the book good? So, um, that was the best question you could have asked. I did, but I was God, what <laughs> yes and it? no. <laughs> Fucking, I was you know I was sixteen, fifteen at the time, yeah. and read reading a book that thick, I felt incredibly smart. The pa- you know the chapters were like two pages long. You felt great. I you know what? Three chapters last night. You know what? I think this is a genuine. Uh, <clears throat> I think the I think the way that this has been written has been intentionally designed to like activate all the things in your brain. Where you think, wow, could you believe this shit? Like this is yeah. amazing. That how, how did how they got away with this for so long? And go go on. I was going to say, I'll just also say, as terrible as this movie is, the book isn't much better, but the book is better. But also, I don't know how the book is better because the, the, 
the movie is so so closely follows the it book. Does. Like you know, you know, even that scene where the extra they landed in London and they got the plane. Which, by the way, <laughs> I want to say something else about this scene as well. But they turned the plane around and they managed to get out, and you know, and they snuck them out of the plane into the car before the cops arrived. That happens just like that in the book. It's also revealed the same way, and. I don't know if you guys noticed this, but when they do the reveal of, oh, well, how did they get off the plane without the cops knowing? And they did this, like, this flashback to seven seconds ago. <laughs> <laughs> where they showed them. And, and the genius idea was they got out of the plane a bit quicker than everyone else. <laughs> no, no, don't don't they handbrake turn the plane into the hangar? Did I, did I fever no, no, dream that? Said, yeah, exactly. So they, they, go, they, go in, they go into the hangar and the plane turns around. So while the plane is turning around, that's when oh, they there's, the, there's, there's, yeah, the, when the door's obscured by the body of the plane. Anyway, there's so much, there's the, the, so much logistical movie logistics in this that just don't work. The other example is when um, the the they're having the standoff in the church about the cryptex thing, <laughs> and they you know they they smash it. They, they, middle, middle, middle. It ends up being broken, and then outside, Tom Hanks is like. Hey, by the way, I got it out, and you're like, "When? When did you do that?" The movie doesn't. It's, the movie doesn't show us that. Sam, I'm pretty Sam, sure this. That's not even. That's not even the worst. But the worst cathedral standoff scene. Because <laughs> remember, yeah, remember like seven years earlier or twenty minutes earlier in the movie, when they were in a different cathedral, the wrong cathedral, and Teabing's Ian McKellen's assistant was doing the pretend, ah, I was the bad guy all along. And he's got the gun trained on Tom Hanks and <clears throat> his sidekick. And basically, he's about to pull the trigger, and what happens? A dove flies oh inside the cathedral. God. And that distracts him enough to look up and move the gun away and give them enough there's time a, to run away. You're like, there's also a church bell. There's also a church bell that's been folded into it's that bong and <laughs> rays the white dove. through the rays of... <laughs> Right, but so so. No, I wasn't finished. Oh, go on. Well, Sam wasn't finished. No, no, Sam was wanting to move us on. Um, I think that's a weakness of the adaptation because I think that in a book a lot of this stuff works because there is more of a suspension of yeah. belief. Yeah. And also, like, and I haven't read it, but I'm just assuming here that it's quite like a snappily written, fairly reasonably, not simplistic as such, but like it's quite poppy, bare bonesy. Yeah, mystery. It's pulpy. Yeah. So like your mind, because human beings are very very clever, like will fill in all those blanks in a way that when you're watching a movie and obviously mm. they could just assume they could shoot the whole thing at night and it, that would be fine. That would impart the same fucking effect where your brain fills in all the details and like a lot of these things with the dove and stuff, where it feels like it was like well, the first take was okay, so they just went with that. Like a lot of these problems are, you've taken a book and you haven't really adapted it. You're just kind of shooting it as a movie, mm-hmm. and it's like, and that, that that's what it is. Always makes it dog shit. Yeah. Let well, Pop. Let Let's go back to some foundational stuff though. So Dan Brown writes this book. It sells loads and loads of copies. As of two, as of 2009, it sold 80 million copies, which is bible numbers ridiculous ridiculous it also kind of spawned a resurgence into like you know christianity and mary magdalene and templars and all that shit which we definitely see conspiracy nonsense but what i'm interested in is like i like why why is this unacceptable why have i watched through this movie and gone whereas 
Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, one of my favourite films. Great, you know, obviously classic, fun, and the best Indiana Jones movie. Anyway, it's it's uh, why is that acceptable? Why why does my brain not resist all of the Holy Grail nonsense in that? And in this movie, it's kind of like I don't know. There's just something about it. And and the only the only thing that I can think of, the thing that really like pins it down, is that. Indiana Jones is is really leaning on the fact that it's fantasy, that it's not real. Like it's in the nat, you know, we've got the it's in the forties, we've got Nazis, we've got the whole thing. It's wound up to eleven, and it's and it's funny and it's comical, and you're kind of along for the ride because a film gives you almost permission to do it. Whereas uh, this movie and the book itself as well, it's trying so hard to be real. It's trying so hard to be. It's it's so earnest. It's so like, this is this I is even... this, this is this is what happened. And just to, just just to finish, Dan Brown has said twice. I'm going to quote him now. Ninety nine percent of this is true. All the architects of the art, the secret rituals, the history, all of that's true. The gospels, all of that, all <coughs> that is fiction, of course is that there's a Harvard symbiologist named Robert Langdon. He, he then said again, Robert Langdon is fictional, but all the art, architecture, secret rituals, secret societies, all of that is, is a historical fact. So that's on two occasions, he said. So I think this is the problem with this movie. He's trying to sell I it think, as I think Dan as Brown's an idiot, but we'll, we'll get into that. I like the comparison to uh, Raiders, not Raiders, sorry, uh, The Last Crusade. Um Sorry, I was confused because Raiders is the best in the Oh, let's not do this. Um, but th- that's a, a subject for a different 14-hour-long podcast series. <laughs> um, I think the reason that this... like, I agree, Sam, with the story there. I think that's a great point. But I think the reason that Raiders works is economic storytelling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Raiders works because it brings you into a story. Last Crusade. You learn yes, go on. As, sorry, <laughs> that, that, that one was a genuine accident. <laughs> Um, Last Crusade the reason it works and National Treasure as well was the movie I yes, couldn't stop thinking, totally. of, thinking of watching this movie good point is it brings you into the mystery step by step and it tells you over the course of action scenes and things happening and characters discovering things and introducing the characters like it, it brings you into this mystery and then it gives you the viewer the clues to solve just ahead of the characters solving it so usually you're kind of like with you, you know, especially in the Last Crusade, you're you're with Indy as he's unraveling the mystery. Like you, just slightly ahead. Like you know, Elsa's a bad guy, just before he does, but not loads, loads before. And there's lots of like things like that in this movie. They never really bring you in. Like it's all happening on screen, but you never, never really brought in. We never really know who Langdon is as a character. Um, we never really know who who the woman is, uh, Sophie, the character. Like again, because they all just arrive and then things start happening, but without giving telling us why the things are happening, without giving us a compelling reason why any of the characters of this movie aren't just going and handing themselves in at the police station. Like, yes, I know that obviously no one likes to be accused of a quadruple murder, and obviously as the movie bears out, like that would be a bad thing for Langdon to do. But surely you answer the police's questions, you are horrified because this is horrible. And then the police don't have any evidence because you've got a fucking alibi, like because you didn't do it. Like, uh, and that, that's what bugs me about a lot of these movies is there's this assumption that oh we, you know, we can't trust the police and blah, 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 we can't do that. And I'm like, that's fine, but you kind of need to tell me a reason why this character wouldn't, why this 
author who's doing fucking book signings and like TED talks doesn't trust the authorities. Like I just because there's a secret society that everyone knows about that is cha- <laughs> that is that is trying to suppress the fact that Jesus had relations. With so Mary you just Magdalene. have a scene in your movie again. I think this is again like it goes back to the adaptation, like. Make it a movie, you know. In a movie, you give me a scene where Tom Hanks sees the cop do something weird, like pick up a piece of evidence and pocket it, or wipe something up. Sees something to make him think, "Not this all doesn't all add up. I mm. can't trust this." And then he, the character, is like has suspended his disbelief for when he has this mad story from this cryptologist, which is a bizarre <laughs> opening from this cryptologist who's like, "Right now, uh, what the phone and everything," and you're like. Why would you trust this person? There's no well, reason. If you've suspended your disbelief where suddenly Tom Hanks doesn't trust the police because someone's tried to kill him who said he was a police officer or something, like it's a two-second scene, but the movie isn't interested in, in outlying any of these characters' motivations whatsoever. And I think that, like, no, at its no. core, if there are no characters in your movie who I care about or can fathom why they're doing what they're doing, like, if you can name anyone in this movie who has an arc, I'm fucking sitting and listening but like <laughs> I mean only Sophie really only Sophie has like what's her arc Sam tell me well oof. she 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 wasn't you see, oof, you Sam, see? You're, you're, you're struggling here she wasn't the heir of Christ and then at the end she is <laughs> so I mean it's quite simple really yeah that's a great emotional arc where look, um, look get a graph bit of graph paper whoop, there we, no you're right there isn't there isn't really there isn't really any of that like development there isn't there isn't a point where we're where we're 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 along with the characters, and that's why those adventure movies, National Treasure, Indiana Jones, like that's why they're so fun. Is because you're you're sitting there in the tank with them. You know, you're sitting there having to make these discoveries, and we get a bit of that, but so much of it is exposition scenes. So much of it is yeah, because you'd need to be a fucking master theologian or um, or an art historian to understand any of this. <laughs> Yeah, like, but- we, we have to use a digital display to break apart fucking, um, what's-his-face's, um, Leonardo's Christ thing. The like, Last Supper. Huh? Yeah. Sorry, Ross? The Last Supper. Leonardo's Christ Yeah, the Christ Last Supper, thing. that's the one. No, I, I'm not a Christian. Uh, no, no. Um, or, 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 an appreci- or any appreciation of art Or an art historian. Or a person. Right? I'm a fucking idiot. Like, all of the people who went to see this movie and... What it does is it has you. It means you have to have this series of like, let's count right now the series of like exposition in library scenes. So we've got the very first bit with Tom Hanks doing his TED talk. That's a bit exposition in library sceney, right? Um, we've got the bit in the museum where they're all talking. You've got the bit in the bathroom where she's telling him all about secret societies. So many. Uh, you've got the bit at the bank where the banker's explaining how banks work. Um, in case anyone in the audience has already suffered a fucking life-ending brain hemorrhage from boredom or confusion. Um, you've then got the 45-minute scene with Ian McKellen in his mansion, followed by, like you said, Ross, 14 cathedral standoffs. <laughs> where we still stand around and explain things to each other for the movie, when the movie then culminates in yet another church undercroft scene where a whole new set of characters we've never met before turn up to to save the day and explain things again. And then Tom Hanks goes back to his hotel room, has a shave and presumably shoots himself in the fucking head. (laughs) Finn. (laughs) This movie just... We could just wrap it there. Any thoughts, Ross? 
on, on that. Any response to that? <laughs> oh no, no, no fuck okay. no, Jesus Christ! I mean, like, like what? What can I say other than, yep, that pretty much sums it up? Or no, Dave, <laughs> this movie's a masterpiece, and here's why. <laughs> I would like to hear even your joke. I really wish I'm high on bath salts. <laughs> I really wish one of us had kind of liked this better than the others because it would have been a really interesting note. You explain to me why this was not shit. Even even if I liked it, I couldn't pretend. (laughs) I'd have to pretend like it. Yeah, yeah, why should you? I did, yeah. It's hard to cathedral scenes. Yeah, crying, as I say. But this made $700 million. This was a... As usual, what the fuck do we know? But, but what do the critics know? It's got 26% on Rotten Tomatoes. It was, people laughed at it at, at the Cannes Film Festival, which I think is wonderful. Like, it was absolutely panned critically, and yet... I'll tell, I'll tell you how I got 700 million, or at least I can give you my theory. Would you like to hear it? I would. It's, it's a two-parter. Mm. Three-parter, apologies. Crazy, Number, part, you better get started one. before the parts go up again, Ross. <laughs> part, part one... Tom Hanks. Strong. Part two, Ian McKellen. Okay. Part three, it's basically, like you guys said, you know, it got banned from some moot cinemas, you know, and it's based, it's based on a book. So I think the hype of the book, because the book, you know, was really well received, the hype of this, it had, you know, it had a fantastic leg up on other movies, and the marketing just leads off of that based on the bloody blah best selling bloody blah novel. Darren Brown does it again. Blah 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 blah. Oh, people have banned this. You're gonna want to see this shit. You know, it's there, there must be something the, the, about the it's the sensationalism. It's real proof it's like of, a, of of the rule that uh, if the church protests a movie. People are going to go and watch it because the church is yeah. protesting. It's, it's a real life thing where the <laughs> church is so three. disconnected from reality that they're like, "We're going to protest this movie because people can't see this I'm movie." Gonna, I'm which gonna, I'm going to I'm going to bring this back to Father Ted, and uh, I don't know if you guys like watch Father Ted re- as yes. religiously as I do, but there's a see, there's an episode where there's a, a sort of a lewd movie that's showing in Craggy Island where the priests reside, and Bishop Brennan basically charges Father Ted and Father Dougal with going down and protesting it. And there's this iconic scene where they've handcuffed themselves to a railing, but there was no railing outside the cinema, so they had to get a railing and then handcuffed themselves to it. And it's literally, the protest goes like this. Down with this sort of thing. Careful now. Down with this sort of thing. And basically the priests protesting it got more and more punters in. So the guy actually asked, like, Father Ted and do, oh, can you stay out longer so you can keep protesting this movie? This is this is what happens. This is, it's fucking, it, it, Father Ted predicted the, the future. church believed for some reason, like I said, there's this disconnect where you would you would <laughs> yeah. think, Ross, that it would be some sort of thing, can I get six priests and a nun to come and protest yeah, the, yeah. protest yeah, yeah, this yeah. new play? It'll really drum up some buzz, you know? Like, I'll get them to a fucking protest our next video game. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, right. But, like... But they don't seem to understand that actually all you do... It's like when people, when schools ban books. All you're doing when you do that is making sure everyone's going to read that book if they can. Everyone's <coughs> going to go and see that movie because it's like, oh, suddenly it's, it's not allowed. I mean, put, put, putting aside the long history of uh, organised religion suppressing ideas, like, there is... <laughs> there, is there is, like... I think there is some legitimate criticism to be levelled at this movie... That it is, it is so like it's a bad con- movie. No, no, no. Oh. It, hold on, just it, 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 it's creating a conspiracy out of 
the Catholic Church, and mm. I think mm. as much as like the, you know the Catholic Church doesn't need conspiracies to appear evil. <laughs> we don't need your help, thank you very <laughs> like, much. It's, it's, it's got <laughs> plenty. There's lots of shit that they literally advertise that is not good, that is damaging. Yeah. Like so, but if if you just you know if we take away if we take away the the the, the, the general evilness of that, actually it's a really quite like. It's 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 a it's a not very nice movie. It's a movie that's at, that's that's dis, distorting facts and is creating a sense of conspiracy. That you know, if you replace the Catholic Church with a, a, a you know a Jewish Orthodox religion, then it starts to become really fucking like wow, this is anti-Semitic. You know, I don't think mm. actually that they're wrong to say that this movie is not a positive representation. Of all the things that the Catholic Church, good and bad, obviously, a lot of bad, but like so, I I I don't know I don't know that there's anything wrong with saying with the church saying they didn't like this. Also, all of the other people who said, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Like all the art historians who said, "No, that's John the Baptist, you idiot. That's definitely not Mary Magdalene in that." Yes, I, he looks slightly feminine. Fine, stop pulling at straws. And this goes. This goes to the biggest. The biggest problem with this movie is the the the, the cavernous leaps that we have to that we have to make. <laughs> from we've joked about it already, but like it's fine if you take one scene and you think, well, all right, we're gonna we're gonna play, well, you know, we're a little bit of bit fun of with stretch. this, yeah. But when you when you when you base your entire movie on just just a huge series of coincidences you know or just like really like asinine fucking st- like the ps thing you know the, the <laughs> ps can we or rob langers real can we super just, brain can you like, super like brain stuff? Well, hold on hold on how can how that's not even a good code it's not even a good code like you couldn't think of better of a better way of trying to Guys. communicate Guys, to your let's just Princess Sophie. Let's just walk th- yeah, let's just walk through this now. So this movie would have you believe that guy's been shot. And like, okay, me, Ross. Ross the priest has been shot. Oh shit, guys, I've been shot. What'll I do? Oh, I can't get help. I'll tell you what I better do. I'll write a message to my granddaughter, who I've become estranged with, and I'll write a message to her to find Robert Langdon. But no, that's too obvious. I can't do it. I got what I'll do is I'll write an anagram. So what I'll write is an anagram for oh shit what I do, blah 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 blah. Ten minutes go by. Oh I've got the anagram. Oh draconian saint. Oh lame devil. Hmm too obscure. Oh I know. Find Robert Langdon. No. What I'll do is oh Sophie needs to know that I'm addressing it to her. P.S. Because she knows I called her press to her Sophie. Will people think that's postscript to find my murderer? <laughs> no no no. That's that's ridiculous. Okay anyway. Now time also, to strip Ross, down. Sorry. Now time to strip down. No, 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 you've missed a massive. <clears throat> I'm going to do all this as I'm bleeding out in invisible ink. Oh yeah, I'm no, no. I'm writing it in my own blood. They wiped it. They wiped the scene. You see. So when Robert Langdon came trying to stoke a confession, they wiped that away. So this was written in his own blood, and then. Okay, now I've written that in my own blood whilst bleeding out, dying. Now time to strip down naked, paint a pentagram with the remaining blood because the human body only holds so much on my chest and lay down in a circle of my own blood to somehow replicate Da Vinci's Vitruvian Man. 
Ross. This is as straightforward as I can make it. Walk around You've even the missed Louvre. a really important bit. Can I just explain? So he does <laughs> all I? of that, right? He does all of that when he's been shot. But at some point decides, right, well, I'm going to lead them from this clue is going to lead to a different clue. So I'm going to have to get up, clutching my bowels, which are falling out of my body. Stagger <laughs> over to a different gallery and write yet more stuff on the wall, but then wipe it off because they use the same pen to see another message which is next to oh the painting of the Mona Lisa, right? But he must have <laughs> drawn it in blood. Like the force to know. He must have been looking at the script for the movie to know how to do all of that. That's literally the only way. And and all of this is fine. Couldn't he have found a phone? <laughs> yes. <laughs> maybe I don't. Maybe this isn't how I have to die. Spending five and a half hours writing down the Fibonacci sequence and randomizing the numbers <laughs> so, so that my genius granddaughter and this guy I met once at a party can figure it out and bring down this grand <laughs> Who conspiracy. I Who I mocked? Because yeah, yeah. it says, "Oh, Tom Hanks is like he made a joke at my expense." <laughs> What kind of colour is that? Like, what are you giving better, us by, better, by telling better us? Better make that? sure this this finds these two people and reveal to them the deepest secret of the Catholic faith and just hope for the best, I guess. And that is the start of the movie. It's a start. That, <laughs> is what, that is how we're brought into the movie. And we're like... Opening credits. What? <laughs> I mean... We're all, we're all we're all sitting we're all sat in silence like so we also ha- we also have like we also have what I think are quite unhelpful scenes with um, the Alfred in the Molina. movie generally yeah yeah Alfred Molina and 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 uh, Paul Bettany BDSM Batman <laughs> BDSM Batman now Paul Bettany's character I think is actually quite like really interesting yes a, a cool character what so just let me let me set it out because uh, it, i'll rebut but go oh yeah you're rebut i haven't even fucking told you yet i'm giving you permission to speak <laughs> thank you <laughs> the, 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 uh, in in the context of the film you need an antagonist you need someone who's going to be like hunting these people down and and is going to give them the the, the sense of urgency that they need to carry out whatever ludicrous fucking leap they're going to make next so fine like but having i think it's an interesting iconography of having this guy like he's whipping himself he's got this horrible thing in his leg like but what i so so him as a as a force in the movie makes sense but what i kind of what you need to do though is make him a little bit more calculating because actually Mm. like he's a bit pathetic i've kind of felt sorry for him really he was obviously abused i mean the whole albino thing is just just come on, Hollywood. Attack albinos in this movie. He, no, really? I don't, I don't think I don't think we can lay that at Hollywood's feet that he is albino in the book. But obviously Hollywood thought no, no, but, well we need to make him whatever, albino. Whatever, yeah. But the but the general entertainment thing of let's make albinos evil because they're weird is like really? Is that is just, that's it? Okay, fine. So then but but maybe to address some of your uh, outrage, Dave, is that they actually never really make him evil enough they never even make Alfred Molina evil enough he kind of turns it a bit redeemable mm. by the end and you're all just like you're just left in this 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 mess of like oh well actually nothing I'm not really bothered either way if I had someone who was proper scary chasing them that would make it more interesting and they try it with the nun and all that but they never achieve it but it's and it's the, the thing is, up, and, up until the very end, I don't know if it was revealed earlier, but up until the very end, when Alfred Molina is carried away in the hospital, uh, 
<laughs> fucking I forgot the word for ambulance there. Back, back when he's carried away in that, and basically it's then, at least for me, it was revealed that he told the cop who was chasing Langdon that he that Langdon he, confessed to him that yes. he had killed the guy. And <laughs> so the entire movie is based so, on that. So, <laughs> the but strings, so, the strings in this movie, let's, guys. Let's, let's not pull on that too much. Okay. But I'm just. I'm 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 referring to this because of the point you made, Sam. Where he's like, he becomes sort of redeemable, and yeah, he did. You're like, okay, he ch- cares deeply about his religion. I mean, yeah, fair enough. It's not for everyone, but he cares deeply about it. Oh, he's just trying to make a bit. Oh no, wait, actually, he's a lion sack of shit. Bye, 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 yeah. bye, character. We'll never see you again. <laughs> like, what, what, what was the? Nothing. Either make him good or make him bad. Yeah. This. <laughs> are you ready for? Are you ready for a for a David rant? This 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 is a two pronged thing. I'll get to Silas. David, this isn't your Tinder minutes. profile, right? Just minutes. fucking I get on with it. I am no, 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 just shut. <laughs> no, right, you have permission, Dave. Firstly, we touched on the fact that this whole movie is like this. Um, and again, I'm sure that Dan Brown, um, I'm sure you were calling him Darren Brown earlier, Ross. Uh, Dan Brown. Uh, he's a different like, illusionist. I did. I did. <laughs> yeah, he's just different. Anyway, Dan Brown, I'm sure, thinks he's the cleverest fucking person in the entire world. Um, I bet he thinks his dick does magic tricks. But in this movie. Strong. So. We talked about that first scene with the curator and that whole insane, right, put that on the shelf. Alfred Molina seemingly somehow knew all of this in advance that he would ask Robert Langdon and because it seems like the church wants Langdon and Sophie, either they want to capture them or they want them to solve mm, the mystery because they want very good the grail. Point. So the whole film, and then it turns out that Ian McKellen is the person who's pulling all of those strings. So Ian McKellen's pulling strings on the church to get them to pull strings on this guy to get these guys to solve this mystery in the integral part of doing so is going to Ian McKellen I'm like could we not have skipped 15 steps and cut two hours out yes, of this movie why did they kill why did they kill the, the the professor why did they frame Langdon why did they why is it why is he Ian McKellen like because interested in this because to, because yeah I'm so sorry hold on I think I think I can make sense no. of it I think All I can right, make sense on, of it because they had to get the key for the vault don't ask me why they needed the key for the vault but to get the key for the vault they needed to get it off the priest's person to get off the priest's person he needed to be dead for him to be dead he needed to be murdered for there to be murdered they needed a murder suspect for the murder suspect they needed Langdon for some reason but don't doesn't Sophie I solved have the key? It. I reverse solved the mystery. Doesn't Sophie have the key? Shit, does she? Fuck it. And that's really good. Yeah, it would make so sense. My it would make is, sense, right? wouldn't my it, question. for them to have to have the key to get the grail. But it's like, the big reveal that McKellen's a bad guy at the end is like, but why would you, why does the church need to be involved at all? This is my question. You know what the most, you know what the most egregious, go on, go on. This is core to the thing. So, is, is Alfred Molina a bad guy? Well, in that he's a Catholic cardinal. No, yes. no, no, no. Uh, in that he's so a bad guy in this movie. Probably is he a bad not. guy? I will say he yes because, because he lied he trying, to what is the police guy. To do? He's well, actually he's probably to, trying to to make Opus Day more sort of prominent, isn't he? Like, I, I didn't have a problem with what he his goal. It's his motives that I was like, okay, bad guy. I found actually his methods. Sorry, not motives. Ones, methods. Ones, I meant to say, not motives. Methods. Yeah, I meant he's to the say. one character in this movie who, I, where I understand, understood what he was trying to do. Well, what is it? Alfred Molina I... has decided that that the Holy Grail needs to be destroyed because this is a conspiracy that, for some reason, two thousand six threatens the very existence of the Catholic Church. Um, 
which would make sense in 1606, but not in 2006. Yeah. But he wants to he wants to find this thing <laughs> and destroy it. And he he's thinks... learned about he's learned he's learned who the caretakers of the priory are. He wants to kill them, find the Grail, destroy this, and bury this conspiracy to, in his mind, save the church because he really believes in God. Like, and he's got Silas doing things for him, and that's you know that's all like that actually makes mm. sense. It's mm. everyone else in this movie. I'm like, what are you doing, and why? And are you he doing doesn't it? know that the Grail is a person. He still thinks the Grail is an object. Is that right, or does he understand? I about think they. The I think he understands. I think the church knows what the priories have. I think they know the the secret. I think it's integral because otherwise, why would they know to pursue it? Right, and so are they using then uh, Ian McKellen to like to find it? And is no, it... conversely, Ian McKellen is using them <clears throat> because yeah. Alfred Molina calls the teacher who is Ian McKellen to be like to get told what to do Ian McKellen is yeah. the man who is telling orchestrated the, and it's like, it all and he and he and he's spent and, Ian involved? and Ian McKellen has spent so much of the movie telling us about how amazing this this is and the fascinating details and blah 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 now this comes this comes to my like my my theory is that you know that's the scene where we hear the V and the thing and Ian McKellen's telling us v about for vagina. all of the fucking weirdness and all of the, and he's like beautiful mind string everywhere. I think all of that, all of it, is utter bollocks. I think he's I think he's telling I think he's telling Landon and Sophie this to confuse them and actually all he needs and, and that he knows all along because because at the end of the movie when they're in the in the you know eighth to last uh, church standoff scene, he's like, "Oh no, no, you Sophie, you're you're special. You're no, no, you 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 won't kneel because you know you 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 kneel for no man, whatever." Like it's so so he he knows all along, surely that Sophie's Jesus Christ, and I think I think he treats her like that because she's part of the order, bloody blah 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 blah. He doesn't it's know really, he, she herself. She's really he unclear. Must. He must. Because but, what he wants, again, to set out his... Alfred Molina wants to save the church. He's the inverse of that. He wants to bring this to the light in the year of our Lord, 2006, and throw the entire world into chaos because the Catholic Church, who runs the world just as much as they did in 1600, in 2006, and it's going to upend it, and people are going to not believe, and all of this, and he's going to... You know, so why make he... up for all the atrocities the church has committed, and he has a whole speech about how that's what he wants to do, and he appeals to Tom Hanks's like scientific mind and pursuits, and maybe like irreligiousness, so why which is he, he tends towards them, in most of why... this movie. Why is he? Because that's what that's what Langdon because the saying. script demands nineteen no, cathedral no, no, no. Mexican standoffs. <laughs> yeah. but more more cathedral standoffs it, it, than face-off. It, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense from the point of of just saying. Well, again, if he, that's what he wants, then he should work with Langdon and Sophie as he does at the st- you know when they first introduce each other, and then he can at the end say, "Okay," because he knows he knows that the that the Grail isn't a, isn't an object. He knows that it's a per, that it's a, a person, and we I think get enough of a hint to suggest that he knows that it's Sophie. So then, so the why what what's the problem? Just take him to the priory. There we go. Job done. By the way, your grandmother's here for some reason. We don't know why. All of these people. 
Um, we're all you friends. You need the again? Bond reveal, don't you? You need the you need him to be a good guy until you have the 006 reveal that he is not a good guy. Where he like no, you know England, he hits the hits the button to close the blast doors with them inside. You know, like you need like literally the national treasure bit where they fucking just like collapse the tunnel and they're like, well, fuck you, we'll come back. If I need anything, I know where you are. You know, you need that scene of like. I've got you. You were the person who was going to solve this mystery for me. Just like in uh, The Last Crusade, like they use Indy and his dad the same way. Mm-hmm. Like, we are not clever enough. We don't know enough to solve this mystery. I don't know enough. So I'm going to get this woman whose grandfather was involved. She might know something. Uh, and this fucking world famous big dick symbols guy uh, to come in and, and tell me what the symbol for vagina is. Um, <laughs> like, I'm going to get him in. He's going to, they're going to knock this out of the park. I'm going to follow along. And they're going to solve the mystery, but we don't get enough of that with Ian McKellen because of the there's the ch- the cathedral standoff scene where he is kidnapped by um, his assistant, who he then murders for unknown reasons. Like, and you've got Paul Bettany there again for unknown reasons, and he's gone, and they're they're, they're solving the mystery, and you're like, we haven't actually done anything with this character. <laughs> yep, let's talk it's, about let's... honestly, like all comes down to this being a really bad screenplay yeah let's talk about i can't comment on the book but it's a bad screenplay let's talk about robert langdon and this character who like tom hanks is obviously great and he's he's able to bring quite a lot of he's got a he's got a really good range i think you'd say of tom hanks when he can be funny and he can be somber and he like and you could pick a side whether you want him you want him to be funny and shouty or if you want him to be uh a bit reserved yeah like Philadelphia or Toy Story and there's a spectrum in between <laughs> like we can we can he can do everything Jesus God <laughs> but but in this movie I think this is I think this is possibly the worst Tom Hanks performance not yes. not because yes. of, not because of actually like his his acting ability but because of like he's given there's so little you can do with that character he's given nothing he's so boring he's so boring this character is so boring he has absolutely <laughs> And, and he spends so much of his time like just yeah. looking pensive. I was about to say, there's an actual scene where we see him like working a puzzle out in his head, just and like like this suspenseful music play. It's <laughs> like just we're boring. on the edge of our seat. Oh my god. He, he you would have the exact same scene and the exact same stakes from him doing a Sudoku puzzle. Yes. Just him there. Yeah. The music playing. Him there like chewing on the end of his pencil a bit, maybe oh this one's a thinker, you know. There is I agree with you, Sam. I think this is the worst Tom Hanks performance certainly I've seen. Um I do think he's he's really good generally and a good actor when he's well directed and when the character's well written, and I don't think I don't think this is a particularly well-directed movie. I don't think they give Tom Hanks anything to do. I don't think that, like, you would expect, this is your character, these are the character traits that you have. There's no backstory for this character other than he's written a book about symbols and therefore he's going to go and solve the mystery. And he's using a boring symbols. fuck, basically. Like yeah, this. but you didn't write... Basically, you didn't write a character. Please, for the love of God, give me a flashback to his family being murdered. Something anything give me the batman flashback he's outside a theater and they get shot by the joker give me something because like it's fine to not give like silas it's fine to not have him we actually get loads of backstory for him you you got got a flashback for him where he's in the well it would have been fine for him just to be the it would have been fine for him just to be the bad guy oh the well the tom hanks well thing is like i couldn't even tell you what that's about because it's boring Uh, he has claustrophobia he's claustrophobic 
great. That's not a character trait. That's not a what person. a debilitating like. He spends eighty-five percent of this movie in crypts. Yeah. It's not. It's not a character yeah. trait. Like you being claustrophobic. You know, you put that. Hi, my name's Sam. I'm claustrophobic. It's not how you lead <laughs> on who you are on why we're interested in you. I just. I mean, this is directed by Ron Howard. This is not an inexperienced right. director. This is somebody. I so I think it's all about the um, screenplay, which was written by Akiva Goldman, who did uh, loads and loads of like uh, good movies. I can't remember any of them right now, but I'll Google while I speak. But he's he's got like so so this is so accomplished. This is so accomplished in so many ways, mm-hmm. and yet. <clears throat> Like oh, oh sorry, the, the, this this is one thousand and one accomplished. One thousand and two. Yeah. <laughs> one thousand and three. This is there's so many accomplished people behind this is what I meant to say. Sorry, and that's that's the thing that's so puzzling because where is where what's going wrong here? And I think it comes back to the source material. It comes back to the, the thing. Yeah. Now this is where one hundred percent. This is where I want to, you know, ring the bell, have a drink. I want to talk about nine eleven, and we'll, I want to talk about. <laughs> The impact. I have a point here. This is a fucking prime post 9-11 cinema. This is prime post 9-11 media because... Can I say what my favourite post 9-11 bit of this movie is? Go on. You know how America's the most important country in the world and they're hurting and we're, you know, the war on terror and all of that. There's a scene where one of the police officers approaches Tom Hanks at the very beginning of this movie and says he works for... We're like the French FBI. <laughs> because even in France, even in France, we have to fucking couch everything in terms that an American would understand oh, because it's the most American, important thing. You will not understand. I am from the police. <laughs> Les police. This guy's from Interpol. They are like, like your uh, NYPD. Exactly. And it's like... Uh, and it's like oh, Americans are so important and so fucking precious that everything has to be like framed in how it relates to America. Ah, this uh, is a uh, Beretta. It's like your Smith and Wesson. It is a shoot bullets. <laughs> like, oh yeah, great. Now I understand it. It's like cowboys. Got you. Got you. This is bled but long. <laughs> this is a school. It's how you say a shooting gallery. <laughs> <laughs> But right. seriously, that line told me everything I fucking needed to know about this movie. It sums it up. Now, what what have we talked about previously? Is that like when we get to when we get to nine eleven and the, and America's being attacked, and there is a faceless enemy that we cannot destroy. It's not even like it was fun when it was a Soviet Union. We knew who the bad guys were. We're we're we've. What do we need? How do we explain this? How do we rationalize this as a as a society as a culture? We turn it into a massive conspiracy that is global and intricate and everyone's in on it you know like every single person knows what's going on and it's and it's planned and it's meticulous and you know it's literally down to da vinci's paintings are part of the clue like i think this really does represent this longing for a genuine enemy an enemy that they can identify that mm-hmm. isn't just people in caves you know blowing up buildings and doing mm, the yeah. senselessness of of that terrorism fucked america up so much that we got this movie <laughs> like that's this is the end result <laughs> i'm so mad and i don't know who i'm mad at so let's make the difference it's also come. it's also a prime <laughs> naughties movie uh, in a lot of ways uh, none of us had seen this movie before and i had and no i had if i'm wrong no i assume uh, i had never seen this movie before um which is ironic because i was the one who wanted to watch it 
but I knew when you guys were watching it, I was like, I bet this all takes place at night and it's all really dark and washed out and you can't fucking yeah, see it. Yeah, brown anything. and grey, like and all video like games in the 2000s. Brown and grey, yeah. Mm, it's, this, mm. it's this style we've talked about before about the mid-aughts where... And I do think 9-11 plays a big part in that, Sam. And it's shaky like, cam? Um, Check. Shaky cam. And yeah. it's yeah. shit. Like, what I really, really like about modern movies recent movies um which is not some a phrase that we utter very often because we're very set in the past i really like watching like colorful things that are well lit like on the screen mm-hmm. just generally it's nice sometimes and this movie is kind of the antithesis of that where like there is not a shot in this movie that takes place during day where, where, where people aren't running about like it's static it's shots phenomenal where you can um, see what's happening and you can let your actors do the work and not have to you know, like the bit, the bit in the yeah. Uh, are they in? Are they in a car? Are they in a car? Yeah, no, God, probably. The re- they're reversing the smart car um, <laughs> through the street, which is fucking impossible, by the way. You know, they, they, you know what they do? They have a, they just turn the car around and they drive it backwards. They, they create a custom car that's driven backwards. Like that's how difficult it is. Even stunt drivers can't do this. Like, <laughs> but this scene is so difficult to follow because we're like shaking around and we're moving left and right and we just we never get a sense of actually what's happening and the framing of all this movie is like this you're like i i, I thought the guy entered from the left but now we're looking at it from the backwards angle mm. you know sp- yep. spin spin the spin your top finger top wise it's like completely nonsense and I, and there's so much of this film that's just incomprehensible because of that Speaking it's really of that, poorly that, shot that, that this is a really poorly well. shot movie Speaking of that chasing, there's that bit where, like, like you say, and they're reversing the smart car, and she's reversing it towards uh, this narrow gap between these two, like, uh, rubbish trucks that are one of them's reversing away from another, and like, Tom Hanks like, oh, you'll never make it, oh, it's too far, and it keeps reversing, and the gap just gets big enough for her to go through, and but then I was like, why did the truck stop reversing? Why would that stop the cops from following them? You know, like like the truck, like if the gap was closing, that would be one thing. Yeah, that would stop. Um, them. Yeah, but the gap is open. I buy it. Is, like if no, I'm I reversing and I, and something hits Why? me, like this little smart car hits me, I'm hitting the brakes. I'm stopping. It's, it's I'm a plastic winger of a. I know, smart car. I know, Ross. I'm just saying, like, of the on the grand scheme of things, in this insane movie, I want to talk about Silas's killing spree in a minute because um, there's some great stupid bits in that. Like, in the grand scheme of this thing in the movie, the truck being like, oh, what was that? And stopping and not ignoring the police is something I totally buy a French rubbish truck driver doing. There's so many many of these moments where you're just left going, what? Like, (laughs) the bit on the bus where he's... I know it's 2006 and smartphones aren't a thing yet, but he's just Googling. I mean, he's literally just... He Googles (laughs) Knight Pope Grail. And he's and he's just googling, and the guy. And hold, then, hold and the on, the guy on. is explaining fucking he, keyword exactly. searches. He explains, to he's like, well, it doesn't work if, because you're, you're getting every single result with Pope in it. You need to put fucking quotes around that thing, you dickhead. And this guy's supposed to be a fucking professor of symbiology or whatever the fuck that means. And he's just googling stuff. He's just googling. He's just and and then we skip Here's ahead. Here's a point, Sam. Why do we accept it in National Treasure when? the sidekick character does the exact same thing because it's funny because it's not yep. self-serious because no because it's well set up 
yeah. the payoff is well set up um, and in this movie the National Treasure came out two years before this by the way so you can't even accuse National Treasure of like wow. taking this and being like let's not do that wrong yeah. like you know we had a movie the Da Vinci Code did movie. National Treasure wrong yeah <laughs> they yeah. did so the, 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 the um, other one the other one is when they go into the I think it's the last church I can't remember and they're in the archives which is literally they're neatly labelled someone has made someone has got a sticker machine and put like a to Z, A to C, you know, like it's completely. And the guy's like, "Do you know this is this could be the real Grail documents?" <laughs> I'm like, these people would be amazed by what's in their local historical archive. Like, it's not that. In, it's really not that fascinating. I mean, if you literally go to any archive in the country, you will find documents from. In, in, and in the UK, from a thousand years ago, and there's quite a lot of them. You know, like most of it's mm. boring, but we have them. And you just think, like this, this, all of this is just stupid as shit. And it's a, t- it's the same thing as your truck thing, Ross. You, you're given so much time to think about all of this. <laughs> a Pope yeah. equals Alexander Pope. Your grandfather was a genius. No, he wasn't. <laughs> He just knows how to shorten words. That sneaky bastard did it again. I mean, for fucks. I mean, did anyone was anyone surprised by anything in this movie? Were they surprised by the McKellen reveal? Were they surprised by the fact that Sophie's Jesus? Anything? Um, I was surprised by something, and it relates to my Silas um, conversation. Go on. Uh, I was really surprised they managed to shoot around uh, so much of Paul Bettany's inner thigh and not got any cock or balls. Not, sh- not show screwed. Yeah, I was really surprised at that because number one, tape. Why do you need? Why do you need quite so much of his inner thigh? I was like, somebody's asking for that. Here's a bit of trivia for you, which I refuse to believe is true. Apparently, they did that was all one take because Paul Bettany was actually whipping himself. Right, and I was like, guy, right? that's that's the internet movie database trivia where I'm like, well, that's obviously fucking. This is why up. I don't. Paul Bettany is not whipping himself. For this movie, because number one, Paul, can I can I speak to you for a second? Thanks. Yeah. Um, so Let's have a word. W- I was just talking to the AD there. He's telling me that you are actually whipping yourself with a real whip. Is that right? Okay, great. So I am the musician. Yeah. I've got. Yeah, Paul, you need to stop at the accent. Yeah, because so that, just that's just really just to make it people. clear, um, that's you know we don't have insurance to cover that so if your uh, wounds become infected which they almost certainly will you're going to be covering that the movie's also going to have to shut down which we will garnish from your wages so if you don't stop immediately you fucking idiot i will kick you off this movie and replace you with i am the <laughs> instrument of god that's another thing that's not what french people sound like you need to stop stop this pan pan European accent he's doing is is really. Do you want to be in the MCU in twenty five years? As a British guy, yeah, yeah. As a British guy as well, you'd think you'd like. I can understand if it was an American doing like a pan, like you said, they have a pan European accent. But he's British. He's English. He knows why what can't he just French be British? Like. Loads of this movie takes place in England. Why can't he just be British? Be Cockney. I'm sure that. I'm sure the uh, fact. Mate, I'm going to shoot you now. I'm, sure <laughs> I'm going to shoot you now. Is... Take me to the church. <laughs> You're going to um, fall down those apples and pears. Right, important point here, important point. And I'm not going to go as far as saying I liked it, but I think the most competent storyline in the movie is actually the Paul Bettany murder plotline, the BDSM Batman murder plotline. Is the only bit where I was like, oh, what's he up to? What's he doing? Why is he doing all these things? What's he getting stuff for? Because he's doing a video game plot in this movie. 
we first see him obviously murdering this guy, the the curator grandfather character. We then see him kick the living shit out of this nun, which is hilarious. And he's breaking into the church. <laughs> she got fucking slapped. She, she got, got it. God fucking. I've seen Thanos fucking hit heroes softer than the way yeah. she was put in the fucking floor. <laughs> but Christ. it's the most engaging part of the movie because you've got a character like who you know he's acting on orders and doing these things. He's going and like mm. doing things. And it's like, that's interesting. And he's gathering things. He gets. I don't even know what was in the box he finds underground. Oh, what? Who. <laughs> I, Sam, I literally don't know. I literally don't like know what's in that box. Jobin or something like what? The, uh... But anyway, like that's interesting, and I was like, oh, I wonder what's going on there. The movie's not telling me anything, which I mean, it never does. Shut up! But says like, the film. it's showing me something. It's showing me something, and there's this character, this creepy character, and I could do without. I could do without the sadism scene because we get three or four of those, and it's like. All right, we've done the sadism bit. We've done the he was abused as a child bit. Yeah, yep. we get it. I fucking I've referred to my movie manual of fucking tropey trite, well worn territory, and it's right it's right there. Yeah, weird other type kid, uh, childhood abuse, fucking adult serial killer. Great, got you. Right, but but when he's ha- when he kills the nun and things, and he's doing the whole you know crossing himself and the religious stuff. Like I was kind of like. Let me give him more of that and less of like Tom Hanks and Sophie. Um, Alice I can't Baxter. remember French actress's name. Yep, go on. Um, like let's let's give me less of them like going from place to place to be told about fucking Bible history, um, and let's have more of this guy like stalking church figures and killing them, you know. And it, we didn't get any more of it. And then suddenly he's like basically tied up and fucking duct taped in the back of the car for much of the rest of the movie until he's for some reason shot in the street. For some reason, like later on, um, it's just a total waste of like the only character you've bothered to set up in any meaningful regard. You just shoot in the street for no reason other than that the plot's done with and him. He dies. This is what I'm saying about him actually being like the most interesting character in the film because he does. Yeah, you're right. He gets he he gets an arc. He gets he gets he has a drive, which is his own mental illness or whatever. That's you know, and he's being manipulated by <coughs> religion. Sam, in this movie, we're calling that religion. religion. Yeah, we're, we're, I'm surprised like in by real how life. easy. I'm surprised by how easy religion has gotten it in this episode. I thought oh, I've, I've we got were going to. I've got a remedy oh, for that. I've got you're saving remedy. that. Yeah, got you. So <laughs> that's the second hour, Ross. Yeah. Of the fourth part of a, <laughs> of, of, of a six-parter <laughs> uh, edition one. So that's that. That all. That all makes that all makes sense because you're like, well, actually, okay, Silas gets he. He has a reason to do all these things, and it's not a good one. It doesn't really make like it doesn't make sense in, in you know, in, in the world. But it makes sense in that the movies kind of presented enough information for us to, to believe that this guy makes what wants to do. It's this. what I thought we'd get. I thought we would have Alfred Molina being the bad guy, and I thought we'd have him being this corrupt cardinal, which is a story as old as time. This is what we needed. Cardinals are all corrupt, yeah. but like. Well, I thought that's what we were going to have, and then he was going to basically betray Silas later on, and you have Silas doing the, why, father, father yeah. daddy God, or whatever we're doing <laughs> in this movie. Um, like, And he gets shot and falls off a balcony or something, and then, he's, and then something. But you said you get Alfred Molina getting taken to the ambulance, being like, fucking like he's just being busted um, in a children's home, saying, I can't be seen here, I can't be seen here, as he's been wheeled into the ambulance. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, what are we? 
why didn't you just kill him for a start? But like again, he's an ineffectual non-character in this movie. Where actually, you've bothered to get Alfred Molina, who's a great actor mm. in this movie, just like Tom Hanks, given him nothing to do. This is and then just Spider-Man squandered. Two, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, Doctor Octopus. That's crazy, isn't it? Oh, After that, and he's and he's, he's, he's like in that less, he, in that he's less cartoonish in Spider-Man than he is in this. Yeah. <laughs> I just mean like because obviously everyone loves him, like and I only knew him from Spider-Man Two and this, and basically I haven't I hadn't seen head nor tail of him after Angels and Demons, so I have to think Angels and Demons fucked his career. He's a guy. He shows up in things. Um, he, he's very rarely like the leading man. He's usually like his Spider-Man role or like this. He's kind of like the third or fourth guy, but he's in stuff. He's acting. Yeah, I'm sure he is, but like. What I'm saying is, he, not he's not sort of uh, upfront as much as you'd expect. For, for the amount of people who like you, you speak to, like everyone loves Alfred Molina, and so for 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 someone who's garnered that much adoration, that much sort of like, ad, yeah, pe- people that love him that much, you, I would expect to see him in many, many, many more movies in much more prominent roles. But I haven't, yeah, I haven't seen right. him anywhere. Mm. You'd expect him to be like a fucking MCU character, but, basically. Well, I know yeah, what you mean, I mean it, like the, you, yeah. the treatment, because you're an actor with a certain name recognition, you instantly get like, well, here's your MCU fucking limited yeah, series. Exactly. I, I know exactly <laughs> what you mean. Here's your TV show. I'm sure yeah. there used to be something else you'd have. You'd have, oh, sorry, before you'd have like, well, you can have your vehicle, you know, you can have the Alfred Molina movie where, you know, you get to go and do whatever. Um, yeah. Doc Ock origin movie. Like that that film nobody we watched. Um, the guy in that Saul Goodman whose name is not important. Bubble. But like like that, no. you want that you expect that treatment where you're going right right Alfred. What what movie do you want to make? Your name. We can put on a tent pole and go and we can sell this movie because it absolutely could. I can only think that Alfred Molina's like ah, I'm not interested in that. I'm actually I'm actually a respected actor. So thanks, but no thanks. Because <laughs> he is he's a respect. What he mm. he turns up. He's hardworking. He's good generally. I think he's in great he's in this when he's angry. I love him when he's angry. Like it's just the whole thing is just, just like like you said, Sam, it's yes. a real shame that they just have nothing for him to do. The scene, yeah. the boardroom scene with the Cardinals, fun scene. More of that. Yes, yeah. Give me more re- grubby was, yeah. church politics. That because grabbed you. the church fucking sucks and I really enjoy the church being shitty. So be- just before, like in real life. Be- before we set Sam up so perfectly like that. Um, I wanted to say one thing, and it was the the, the the numerous scenes where I mentioned before where Tom Hanks is solving puzzles, and there's like a five minute shot of just that that just happening, but the final one where it's in the the I think it's the the fourth cathedral showdown, um, and he's basically and it reminds me of that episode of of American Dad where they rip off National Treasure, but they also like take the piss out of, um, out of the Da Vinci Code where Steve is solving this anagram. And basically, and the letters move around for him, and he goes, "Ah, oh, of course, my selective dyslexia pays off." <laughs> and I'm watching Tom Hanks. Literally, we see CGI letters rearrange themselves as if you yeah. know to show us Tom Hanks solving this. And I just, as I felt, this needs to be stated. And like they also like CGI'd in like some altar and stuff like that had to be there. Needless, needless, needless money. Effort, time, and what could have been, ah, I figured it out. Yeah, it's bad. That American Dad episode, by the way, Ross, he's almost like a shot-for-shot piss-taking. Of National Treasure? No, of this film. Oh, this film. Because Steve talks to a a creator 
a curator on the phone. He goes and the curator has like arranged his body and was like, he did it, son. And then yes, the, security, yes, the police yes, officer's yes. a pedophile as well. And the whole, that that is a beat for beat. Like <laughs> Steve's like, peanuts, nuts, pee, Paris, France, Italy. Let's go to Italy. And that's basically, he does that about six times it's, in the episode. Which is so close. And it's, to, like, it's so close to this movie. It's, it's literally what's happening in this movie. It's just word association until they figure out, <laughs> until they just stumble <laughs> upon... Whatever it is, right? The, ne- so, the, ne- the next set. Yeah. We're going to go after the church. We certainly are. Um, and I have a little bit at the very end. But uh, we also, I think the cherry on top of this stupid, stupid dog shit of a movie, the cherry on the dog, sh- dog shit of this movie, uh, <clears throat> is the scene where Tom Hanks, who has an identical memory, see where Sam went, mm, because he eats shit. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Dave, continue. Never, never, rem- never forgets anything he's seen, right? He has to refer to his own fucking book in the last scene of this movie. Yeah. I said he this. cuts himself I shaving, and I was like, "Mate, do you not even shave? What the fuck?" Fifty-year-old man. I said this as like he has to refer to a book he himself wrote. A guy who claimed, like you said, Dave. Ah, uh, I don't have a photographic memory. I just remember everything I see. Sorry, do you remember what a dictionary looks like? Because <laughs> it's pretty much what you're describing. It, but but then and then so he cuts himself shaving the blood for some reason looks like a trident. I have no idea. I have no idea what that was supposed to be. Then he or goes an arrow, and then he's or walking the around. Symbol. Then he's walking around the, uh, Paris. the Paris and goes back to the, the the Louvre, which is which is like a cool, it's a cool place. I mean, it was I don't know where it was built, but it's clearly a modern building, and. Uh, and goes and kneels on the thing like the Templars did, apparently. And uh, oh. then he go down and just just ever so slightly below the the, the, the surface. Is it the capstone of Giza? Is it like literally the capstone off the Pyramid of Giza? Isn't no, I, no, I don't think it is. Shot? Well, I'm not sure, but I, I I think it's I think more the idea is that just ever so slightly below the the museum, you know, we, like where the electrical electrical cables are, and there's a subway in Paris, and we have sewage systems. There sits the tomb of Mary Magdalene. Is that right? Is that what this film so, is willing to? Is that's so? Number one, I'm glad. I'm well, glad the, you mentioned this. Be, be, because like like like, like the point you're written, yeah, like that's ridiculous. We should also remember that the body was moved just before the cardinal was killed. So. So, like you said, Sam, just below the power lines or where the power lines should be, Mary Magdalene is interred there. But also, how the fuck do you arrange that without it not becoming widely known amongst A, the public, B, at the very least, the people who work at the Louvre? You tell me the guy who fucking works weekends at the gift shop isn't going to... Why is there a sarcophagus going through here? Or just we're just keeping dead bodies down here now? Okay, cool, 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 cool. And no one gets to see it? There's no... There's, it doesn't make any sense. And also... It's also also, it's a poor ending. It's a poor. I mean, what, yeah. they're clearly setting up a sequel. May and maybe this is exactly as it is in the book. But again, I'm not interested. And I just think, come <laughs> on, come on, you've got to do better. And just, just give you've got to this, give me a reason to finish the film. This is where I'm confused about the book because I mean, I, I could Google it. I'm not going to. Just based on my own previous research, the first book is Angels and Demons. Is it? No. I think the Angels of Demons is after. That's second. I no, think. no, that's the that's the film after it. Someone check while I'm talking. But basically, from my understanding, 
they Da Vinci Code was the number one bestseller. They adapted it into a movie. Um, but there is a story God, you're right. with Dr. Langan. Yeah, exactly. Wow. So Angels and Demons is the first book. In that book, and I've not seen the film, Dr. Langdon solves a mystery. And then so in the book, I think that's why this book makes more sense. The story makes more sense on paper is because you're coming off a story where Dr. Langdon has solved a Vatican mystery. mystery. Therefore, oh setting up God. all the character stuff that this movie doesn't bother with. So it's insane that they made this the movie and not the fucking first one. And then obviously, so that's why they're not do setting up wanna, a sequel, Sam, because they had to go back and readapt the first book into a sequel of this. <laughs> do you want to? Do you want me to read the first line on of Wikipedia? Certain director yes. Maximilian Kohler discovers one of the facility's top physicists murdered his chest branded with an ambigram, which is a word. That, oh God! Which is a word that reads the same forward and backwards. An ambigram of the word Illuminati. Colo contacts Robert Landon, an expert on symbiology, who determines that the ambigram is authentic. And then it goes on from there. So it's literally it's the same. It's the but, same. No, but if you look at it in a way that basically, I think that this is a really hard adaptation of a number one best-selling book to fucking make bank. Like, and it worked, like gangbusters, mm. but I think Ross was right when they're just, like, counting the money. This is not a movie anyone <laughs> cared about. Tom Hanks certainly has said that, like, this is a stupid fucking movie that he essentially did for the money. Why are we in it, Tom? Movie. Because money. Well, it's fine, isn't it? It's fine. <clears throat> yeah, the movie was shit, but the house it built's fantastic. Well, it's like yeah, Michael Tom Payne Hanks is one of those, like, rare actors, at least you'd like to think so, who has critical acclaim, adoration, and money. What's he doing it for? Because, because, more because, his, friend Ron, more his, because more his friend Ron Howard asked him to. Like, that's but why. I think it's a really hard adaptation that's probably done in a fairly short turnaround to like take advantage of the the uh, acclaim that this second book is yeah. getting. Because the first book rarely gets that. You know, the second book in a series is usually usually the one that gets all the headlines because it's a sequel mm-hmm. to a successful book. Yeah. You know what I mean? So the actual yeah. like knowledge of the Da Vinci Code is probably a lot greater than Angels and Demons at the time. Mm-hmm. So they made this movie to take advantage of that buzz, which means that they just fucking adapted the book. Like I said, regardless of the fact that they'd obviously spent all that time introducing Langdon in the first book, didn't bother reading any of that or introducing any of that into this movie or kind of combining the two stories and giving us that. And instead, we've got this just like incomprehensible drivel and that's what this is it's drivel where you know it's two hours and 22 it's minutes a long as well movie. i was skipping like, i was literally skipping ahead minute by minute oh did i miss something okay i'll go back 30 seconds okay <laughs> let's skip another three <laughs> minutes I, 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 I would i would argue this movie. you're spending as much time if you're fast forwarding a minute and then going back no, 30 no, seconds, it was the worth time it. you're putting it was worth it i don't think it is Sam. another scene of fucking I'm like, do I understand what's going on here? Pretty much, that's fine. We'll carry on. And if I didn't, okay, we'll go. We'll go back thirty seconds and see what happens. But other than that, it's, it's, I, I did contemplate I'm not finishing it as well because I watched. It Sam was confused when he saw Aaron Schwarzenegger again. Oh come on, again! <laughs> I'm so. so... Uh, go on, Dave. I said, I'm so glad I was right about that book thing because I've read it and I was like, suddenly it all makes sense. And when you said I was wrong, I was like. Oh, my whole thesis no, you, is based on this. You're complete, <laughs> no, you were completely right, and I was, I was very much mistaken. And because I thought... Surely Don't encourage this do behaviour, Sam. Nobody would do this. Nobody would be so brazen. It's, it's really quite astounding. Um, so, two things. Number one, I'm going to, I'm going to read from um, Wikipedia again. Here we and go. Here we go. 
This is from the excellent page, Criticism of the Da Vinci Code. And there's just a few inaccuracies that I just want to run through. And just, I think the weight of these are going to be uh, interesting. And then we can go on to a really fun quiz. So, number one, the assertions that Dead Sea Scrolls discovered in 1947 contain lost or hidden Gospels is false. <laughs> While the character Robert Langdon claims the book that uh, the early Israelites worshipped the goddess Shekinah, uh, this is contradictory to Jewish theology. Next, many art historians dispute Leonardo's famous Last Supper depicts Mary Magdalene beside Jesus. Next, the novel asserts that Mary Magdalene was one of the tribe of Benjamin, but historians dispute this claim, and there is no mention of this in the Bible or in other ancient sources. The contention that Mona Lisa was painted by Leonardo da Vinci as an androgynous whole humanity that represents both genders is contested. The allegation that Pope Clement V burned the Templars to ashes and threw the ashes into the Tiber River in Rome is false. Several claims that the church, saint Sulpice in Paris, are disputed. And finally, the notion that a small number of people living today could be the only descendants from any particular person who lived a millennia ago, such as Jesus <laughs> and Mary, is statistically flawed. So these are the only... <laughs> these, these are just a sample. And Spit numbers, son. Let, let's go back it's, to... Hold on. Let's go on. back to what Dan Brown said, which is that, uh, uh, quote, um, how much of this is real? Uh, interview asked absolutely all of it obviously Robert Landing is fictional but all of the art, architecture, secret rituals secret societies, all of that is historical fact I mean this guy's a fucking idiot, he's an even, idiot even watching this movie I was struck by, and this is a bit of a nerd thing, that obviously didn't occur to everyone, I was really struck by the fact that when it's going about talking about the Templars and how the Pope ordered the Templars destroyed, and this is my favourite bit, with orders to be opened simultaneously across Europe. And I was like, oh, oh, how? Yes. How are you opening yes. simultaneously? Yes. You literally didn't have watches or clocks. What? When the sun reaches the high point, and, the, and you're like, well, yeah, but what if... Yeah, but if how, I'm over, if I'm over in that country... It takes months yeah. to deliver the letters. Everyone synchronise your sundials <laughs> and then ride <laughs> 400 miles in that direction and it'll be exactly correct. Um... That bit really struck me as obviously because I am probably we are probably you and I Sam probably more familiar with like stuff like Templar history and stuff than your average person maybe especially in two thousand six. And well, I was just more making a point of the fact that Ross doesn't have a history degree. It's really not personal at all. It's just facts. I'm making it personal. But I was struck by the fact that they're talking about the Templars like being destroyed and stuff. There's already shit tons of like conspiracy theories about the Templars destruction which was invariable <clears throat> inevitable by all accounts like because they had loads of money and the it's king of france wanted it itself. which is interesting by itself exactly why do you need to then rewrite that be like the pope did it with all these fucking order 66 across across <laughs> europe and they had laser swords which they'd invented in 867 and they killed them all and the children and the women too and it's like that's great that's fantastic but the history is fascinating in and of itself the actual conspiracy theory is actually much more shallow, dumbed down, and far yeah. less interesting than the reality of it. <laughs> because we, which you have, we, you we, have we, the reality we of it. There are mo- we loads were, of books. When we were messaging on WhatsApp, like like I said, if like we we mentioned Assassin's Creed, 
this is the Assassin's Creed movie without the stabby stabby. Uh, but then what makes matters worse, the actual Assassin's Creed movie was just fucking terrible. Like, there was no mention of, like, Templars, nothing of that. Like, yeah. you, you, you swap out, like, the number of priests for assassins with swords yeah. and police for Templars. You got yourself a movie, baby. You and got the, yourself. And those Assassin's Creed games, the worst bit about them is, like, oh, God, here we go, Desmond again, talking about fucking history. <laughs> like, fuck you. Just let me let me be, you know, a crusader. Altair. Assassin. Yeah. Let Let's me be an Egyptian... Uh, uh, Magi, whatever else, it's ridiculous, right? Let's. Uh, here we go. Here we go. So we're not doing. Have you got a quiz to do, Sam? I, I've got a quiz. Can Can I just say a point before we do the quiz? If right, you I don't want to miss it. I don't want to miss it, but like really importantly, as usual, women. This is a movie about the importance of women in history, <laughs> starring one woman, right? There are two named women in this movie. One of them's a nun who admittedly gets a pretty badass death. The other one is this character who has like less agency than than the woman in Dogma. Um, <laughs> like, and I just think I just think the those two things existing at the same time. Like, oh, the church will be shaken by the fact that you know basically the, the importance of women, and they talk about the witch trials and how women have suffered for. 2000 years because of this because their proper importance in like the christian pantheon has not been acknowledged and then it's like well fuck you woman do follow this man around and it's do as he says you can tell you can tell the stories written by a man because like women also, don't women are aliens of, and they also don't because exist. of the empowerment yeah you're the heir of christ by the way yes that's right and uh well we're gonna out you <laughs> so <laughs> no shut up and go away good yeah. luck Stay in your place. And also, Hollywood bingo, of course this woman is 20 full years younger than Tom Hanks. Of course. Not that there's much of a romantic back and forth between them, but it's certainly there. Probably fast forward movie two. I reckon they bring it up when they get bored of... She, she does not reprise her role. Oh, right. Okay, good. Well, good for her. And she's refused to leave France, mostly just French movies, does not want anything to do with basically American cinema. Probably because of how shit this movie is. No, no way. Unlike John Reno. <laughs> no way. <laughs> unlike John Reno, who just fucking shows up and does nothing in this. Like, fucking wasting It's the biggest John disappointment. Reno. He is the patron saint of, of the Imaginary Movie Podcast. I love John Reno. He's, he's one and, of many. And, yep. yeah, he's just doing nothing in this movie except being angry and corrupt, and I'm like, but not even in an engaging way. And then at the end goes, oh, you betrayed me. I'm like, no, you didn't. You fucking, you were being corrupt. What did you, what do you think was going to happen? <laughs> no, no, my thing was like, who are you? Why? Tell me one thing about you. <laughs> so accurate. Right, let's do it. Let's do it now. So what I'm going to do, gentlemen, is I'm going to test your Christianity chops. That's right. Welcome to the quiz where we see how irreligious Ross and Dave are. And there better be no Catholic questions because there ain't no Catholics in this room. I fancy my chances. You fancy chances, well, good luck. Because Ross, I used to go to church at choice. Hold on, so, hold on. Uh, good luck because you will you will be judged for eternity. Thank you very much. So, the question one is like, how many children were molested? Like, no, 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 no. It's okay. <laughs> All of them, Your Honor. Let's keep this. Let's keep the question. Ross, let's remember that two of the three of us have jobs which we can be terminated from. So let's just keep that in mind. So, question one. Which of the following apostles was the only one who did not know Jesus during the ministry and before his can, crucifixion? Can Matthew, I just say, if, are we buzzing in or do we each get a chance? Uh, I'll give you options and first one gets it. Matthew, Paul, okay. Peter or Andrew? So which is the following apostles 
did not know Jesus during his ministry. Give, um, give us the I think it's Andrew. And, do you think it's Andrew? Okay, here we go. Yeah, wow. Incorrect. Ross, you want to try and get one? Give us the options. Paul, Matthew, or Peter. So he didn't know Jesus. Paul. Correct. Well done, Ross. I fucking knew yeah. it would be the Pope. I knew it'd be the Pope, that son of a bitch. Okay, here we go. It's like the guy who came in and bought McDonald's, you know? <laughs> Literally. <laughs> that is a one-to-one comparison. It's exactly the same. <laughs> Next question. Which of the following was the first to adopt Christianity as its national religion? The Roman Empire, Ireland, Armenia, or Russia? Boop. Dun, dun. Boop. I'm going to say Ireland. Because that's on brand. I do uh, like it. I'm going to say the Roman Empire. It was Constantine the Great, wasn't it? But then saying that, I think it also probably might have been Armenia. But so I'm going to stick with I, the Roman Empire. I, th- I thought Roman Empire was too obvious. Okay, I'm, well, you said it first, Ross. So it is, it is, you don't have to buzz. You just have to shout. And I'm going to go Ireland. It's incorrect. Dave, you said the Roman ah. Empire. You want to go for that? I'm going to stick. No, he, stick. D- he does. He said Roman Empire. Okay, Fuck that's that's or are you giving me a two-door situation, Sam? Are you giving me oh, like a... Yes, not, yes, are you giving yes, me a 50-50 I can def- switch my door? Def- we can go into the whole is. thing about that. He no, definitely is, doing. There is a whole thing, Dave, and I'm 100% with you. Incorrect. The answer is actually Armenia, which made Christianity it its national religion in circuit 300. Next question, and this is... God, this is a long one. Which of the following leaders of the Protestant Reformation taught the double predestination... That God had made up his mind up from all time. Whoa, 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 whoa. slow down. What? Right, so. <laughs> slow down. Which, of the, which of these Protestant um, uh, leaders, Protestant Reformation, Reformation leaders, basically decided that God had already made a list of who was damned and who wasn't? That's the short oh. version. Martin Luther, right. Holdrick Zwigli, Thomas Cranmer, or John Calvin? Boop. Second one. Holdrick Zwigli, you've said it. Incorrect. Dave. I, th- I think it's the Calvinists. Correct. Well done. Oh, That's very well good. done, Dave. Very good, Christian. They notch. Okay, here we go. Slightly short question now. Thank you for telling. <laughs> Fucking thank Christ. <laughs> thank the Lord. <laughs> the questions only get harder from here, guys. <laughs> we can we get to start whenever we want. Which of the following Amer- American Protestant denominations elected its first African American leader in 2012? The United Church of Christ, Evangelical, Evangelical, Evangelica, Evangelica, Evil Longoria, <laughs> Evangelical Lutheran Church of America, Southern Baptist Convention, or the United Methodist Church are the first African American leader. I think it's none the of you know. Just shouts. I think it's the Methodists. Methodists, incorrect. Second one. Evangelical Lutheran Church in America. Incorrect. It's the Southern Baptist Convention. <laughs> really, ah. I thought they were way too racist. Yeah. And small I heard Southern, and I was like, "Well, it's not that." Oh, I think that might be. Anyway. <laughs> Which of the following? <laughs> this is absolutely amazing question. Which of the following is present in the Nicene Creed, as recited in Roman Catholic and Protestant churches, but not in the Eastern Orthodox churches? <laughs> Shoot, go on. And the before you say it, I'm going to say the second one. Okay. <laughs> It's, so we've got the Philoke, f- f- we've got the Thanksgiving uh, Psalm, we've got the Apostles' Creed, or the Lord's Prayer. How are you spelling that first one, Sam? F-I-L-I-O-Q-U-E. Can you use it in a sentence? <laughs> Absolutely not. 
Uh, I kind of lost. Um, I lost the thread of spelling that because it's not a real word. I think it's the Lord's Prayer. Incorrect, Ross. I said the second one. Wrong. It's the one I couldn't spell. It's the. It's the <laughs> of course, it fucking was. You wouldn't have bothered to spell it if it hadn't been the right one. I, I don't know the answers. I got until suckered I on that one, so I didn't know that. Right. Uh, we'll do. We'll do two more. I have not been keeping track. Um, which of the following philos- which of the following philosophical concepts suggests both word and cosmic order was associated with Jesus Christ? I don't know what that means. Logos, Dharma, Nous, Tao. Tao. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like the Tao, like the, the, like the stock exchange. I don't um, know. Yep. Can you read In- them out for me again, Sam? Logos, Dharma, Nous, Tao. The first one. Correct. The Greek term logos, word, reason, logic, had been used since, since the 4th century to, resmi- uh, to reference the cosmic order. Blah, I can't like foul play. Right, last question. Yeah, my, my two correct answers have really fucking thrown this up there, Ross. <laughs> yeah. Last question, and this is a doozy. Which of the following bishops was anathemized by the Council of Nicaea in 325 for his teaching that the three persons of the Trinity were not of the same substance? Nestorius, Arius, Athanasius, or Pelagius? Uh, the first one, Nestorius. The second one, whoever. <laughs> the second one wins? It's Arius? <laughs> Your gambit worked, Ross. Well, according to my, according to my uh, in-depth scorekeeping, are we both on two, Ross? Is that right? Two all. I'm happy with that if you are. Well, two all, well, no. draw, a draw, a draw. I will, I will, I will go for a bonus. Um, I'll go for a tiebreak. We both said tie-break. we're happy. What does anathemize mean? Do we get options or no? You don't. This is the win. This is this is the win. Google it. Whoever gets closest wins. No, no, no. So I know what anathema means, and it's kind of like anathematized. Anathematized. Anathematize. And is it like the inverse or the opposite, like a reversal of of out of um, like policy almost? Like, so you take one thing and then you go It means to, to curse or condemn someone. <laughs> Fuck you, Ross. Is that, is that right, Sam? That's right, Just, yes. just, just, a, just a, a guess in the dark. Just so a guess today's in the dark. winner is Dave. Well done, Dave, for winning. And <laughs> Ross is fucking playing the Oxford English Dictionary, nope. like, recorded nope. definition. That's 3-2. I won that. There we go. I won that. Great. I'm happy for you, Ross. I'm happy for you. You well, are, act like a you are the voice. best and most valuable and most knowledgeable churchman of us. Well tell done. your voice then. If you're happy for me, tell your voice. I'm so unhappy. <laughs> That's on the face. Fuck <laughs> you. Well, there we go. Uh, I think none of us really won from that. I don't think anyone won. Uh, I think that theological questions not not our really strong suit as you far could, as you could have come go. up with some more. You could have come up with some more fun questions than that, Sam. Fuck you! I just went on Google and picked the first result, Ross. What do you want from me? <laughs> the second literally, result, obviously. literally that, Sam. Actually, like the lowest possible effort you could put in, I think, is, is what I want from you. So I mean, we there's 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 three what, more what questions. What we want from you, Sam, and what we expect from you are two different things. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm happy to meet both. Very, very true. Or neither. Uh, uh, so this was a shit movie. <laughs> Yeah, thanks, Dave. I know. I apologise. I really, I we did it because I'm going <laughs> to throw some plan, shit that framed, framed the stupid internet um, <laughs> film guessing game. 
I saw it on frame and I was like, I'll, I'll, I'll and I recognised loads of the frame, loads of the frame grabs, and I've never seen this movie. So I was like, oh, maybe we'll watch that. Maybe that'll be like a fun shit movie. And actually, this was the opposite of a fun shit movie. This was a shit shit movie. Not even so shit. It's fun. It was just long, confusing, I'm surprised. boring. I'm, su- I'm surprised we were able to talk so long about a movie that is so utterly. <laughs> But often, boring. often it's the good movies. That, it's the good movies that we struggle with, or it's the movies that are just a bit middle of the road that we, you know. The, whereas, you know, bad movies. It, and, and this is where this is where I don't think it's as I don't think it's as terminal as perhaps that some of the other films we've watched. Is that it? Go back. It's not boring. You're not bored. You're confused. You're baffled. Bored. You're outraged. You're just you, you, you're annoyed by it. But at least it is like getting something out of you. I mean that's I was that's the thinnest I was confused for about defenses. 45 minutes Sam I was confused for about 45 minutes and then I was bored kind of as soon as I left the bank I was like well I'm not really interested in where this is going like I've decided <laughs> well I'm not invested thank you Good I was just really like looking at my phone texting you guys been like all right so that's happening great honestly I'm, I'm, I'm glad I'm glad you raised this I'm glad you raised this how do you guys Manage to follow the fucking movie with the amount you text. Like, there's the odd thing that happens. Like, I texted you guys when Silas knocked the shit out of that nun. I was like, fucking hell, she got clipped. And, like, but beyond the odd stuff, like, the amount you guys text on WhatsApp. Like, I, number one, I don't know how you text that much and also still following the movie. Like, maybe, maybe I'm just an old man. But I cannot do text that much and follow the movie at the same time. Ross. Also, how are you texting that fucking fast? Ross. Like the message coming. Scroll, scroll, scroll. I wake up the morning Ross, after you guys watch the movie, and there's like two hundred fucking exchanges. Dave, I've got this. I've got this. I've got this. See, the thing is, me and Dave, we're not fucking idiots, and we can do two <laughs> things at once. <laughs> Honestly, I've, I've met fucking <laughs> teenagers who wouldn't be able to put out as fast as you guys are at it. Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. I really don't think... Surprised you can a, sit down and talk at the same time, Ross. Honestly, why we should we put don't out fucking... Because like, me and Sam both do it on occasion, like the running commentary that's like yeah, an hour no, and a half. That's fine. I get that. And it's, like, that. and it's like 90 <clears throat> messages just all from me of my instant reactions to the movie. Because and you very rarely do that. And I've always wondered, and literally... What the fuck is wrong with you? Why can't you text? Te- how big are your thumbs that you can't text and watch a movie at the same time? Or are you proofreading? Are you like typing it, going back, I, correcting spelling I mistakes, up making sure your grammar and punctuation is right? I'm trying the start of the conversation since we started watching yesterday, and I haven't reached it yet. All the time you've been doing your little fucking monologue there, I've been scrolling, and I haven't reached the fucking top yet. I think Ross still you, going. I think yeah, you know maybe maybe it's the children who are wrong. I don't know, but I think possibly you know you could you could work on your multitasking skills. I just think it might benefit your career. It might benefit your home life. You might be able to achieve more things at the same time, like chewing and walking. You know that type of. This is probably also driving and having why? a conversation. This is also probably why he's incapable of texting us while he's at work. You know, he's always constantly asking you if you're even working <laughs> because you send the occasional mean. message, and it's like I mean, it's it's a, it's just a, like incapable of thinking about. Literally, just like oh, I'm 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 at work, so I must be thinking about work. I can't be, fair, be thinking about like. To be fair, it's, it's not an unreasonable question sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and as you know, as as this is in the space of twenty minutes, 
ha 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 straight off what the fuck is these are separate texts by the way ha ha straight off next one what the fuck is Bethany's accent next one ha ha top hank show and tell ha ha a kind of french fbi ha ha is that something a french security on and on and on and on and on like the thing is i gave up on trying to focus it. Oh, I wonder what the guys thought of the movie. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. No, and then I give all, up. That's no. all gold. <laughs> the, the that's where I developed the bits episode. for the podcast. Yeah, this is, of, this is part of the creative process. So the Da Vinci Code. Uh, Angel, angels and Demons next week? No? Anyone? No. Oh, fuck off, not. Sam. Would you just fucking die a death already? <laughs> angels and Demons. Well, I'll pick the movie. It'll be a good one. I will, I will be self-flagellating flagellating until we do, so maybe that'll be it. You will, you dirty bastard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>